One more item. Here's something a lot of us have in common. Broken appliances. Broken air conditioner. Broken down heating system. Broken down washer dryer. Broken down refrigerator. And if you're a homeowner, you know just how expensive it is to get one of those things fixed, let alone what happens if more than one appliance breaks down at the same time. Well, if you're a homeowner, you can get all of your appliances on a warranty plan that guarantees protection for all of your home appliances in case they break down. And best of all, it will only cost you about a dollar a day. Call the Home Service Club at 800-264-3168, 800-264-3168. The call is free, and if you're one of the first 25 callers, your first month membership in the Home Service Club will also be free. Home Service Club, warranty plan, Guarantees protection for all of your appliances for less than a dollar a day. 800-264-3168. 800-264-3168. Hi, this is Allison Arngram, alias Nellie Olson, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that is happy to welcome actor, author, producer, magician, and adventurer Rich Manley. Rich turned 34 earlier this summer, but once you learn more about him, as I have, you will see that he has packed in, and more importantly, soaked in the knowledge and wisdom of more life experiences than many people twice his age ever do in their lifetimes. A lot of this has to do with Rich's background, which includes tutelage, I understand, in the martial arts under Shaolin monks, which for the benefit of our listening audience means that Rich is basically a modern day version of Kang on Kung Fu. Rich's drive for life, his passion for life, also has to do with his love of travel. He has spent time visiting many indigenous cultures all over the world. Rich brings the best of both worlds to a new series called Culture Shock, Culture Shock, Bridging Cultures Through Magic, which premieres Later this month on the Tubi channel, we'll tell you more about that in just a second. But first, Richard Manley, welcome to TV Confidential. Hi, how are you doing? It's uh, a pleasure to be on. It, wow, that's a, that's a great introduction you had there for me. <laughs> it's going to well, be tough to, to keep up with that. Well, one of, the, one of the fun things I love about this show is learning stuff about my guests. And I try to pack as much as I can into the introduction so that we focus on, you know, whether it's your show or whatever it is you're here to talk to us about. Although in the course of our conversation, I'll probably ask a few questions about your background based on what I've learned. So, but, uh, uh, of course. you describe culture shock as a spiritual and cultural coming of age story. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, um, so uh, culture shock for me, it's really about integration, um, Really, the, the, the biggest thing, you know, as we've traveled and done a lot of our adventures around the world for this project, it's something where it's, if you've ever read the book, The Alchemist, and if you haven't, I recommend it, it's a really good book, but, you know, it's about the change, it's about travel and meeting other cultures and experiencing these things um, around the world that allows you to somewhat change your, uh, your inner being, your spiritual understanding of the world, um, and, and also just your understanding in general of how other people live deep in remote areas like the Amazon tribes that are both contacted and uncontacted and, you know, villages in Tibet, and then you have, um, you know, villages in Africa. But 
every one of them have their own belief system. And a lot of this has to do with the magic I do for them and the things that I learn from them. And it, it's funny how we kind of separate different um, belief systems. You know, so, some of them in the Andes, they believe in Pachamama, which is Mother Earth, and that every uh, natural element or every uh, natural formation has a spirit or huaca. And, uh, you know, you go to Africa and they have the, the same kind of uh, similar stories. And the big thing about the show is about how everything is, integrated. Well, it might be a different region, might be a different uh, people. Everybody has this belief system that they form that makes them stronger as a community, which is very interesting and um, very eye-opening uh, for me when I do a lot of my traveling. Culture Shock, Bridging Cultures Through Magic, featuring our guest this hour, Rich Manley, premieres later this month, this month being October, on the Tubi channel, the Tubi channel free channel, If you have an Amazon Fire Stick, like I happen to have, you can easily access Tubi and download it for free, and you can get caught up on all the episodes of Culture Shock to learn more about Rich, to learn more about Culture Shock, the series, cultureshockmagic.com, cultureshockmagic.com. Go on, touching on something you just said uh, a little while ago. It it anticipated one of the things I wanted to ask about you, Rich. Learning about you. Two words just kept popping into my head. One is drive. One is determination to be as excellent as you can be and to learn as much about other life experiences, other cultures as you possibly can. Where did you get that drive and where did you get that determination to learn? Um, I think a lot of it came from the martial arts. Um, And, you know, my interest in the martial arts actually stemmed from the fact that as a kid, I was always uh, pretty introverted. I, I, I loved to read. I loved history. I loved culture. I loved all that stuff. But I think a lot of that came from my grandfather, who he traveled around the world, uh, and he would adventure, and he had this, this study at his uh, house, at my grandparents' house. And it was almost like he was Indiana Jones's father. And it was, <laughs> he dressed like him. He had the cap. It was, you know, it was great. And I developed this fascination with the, with the travel and the fascination with these just remote places. Because of the things he collected and he brought back to his, his study, he would have mariners' sextants, he would have uh, objects from Tibet, Japan, uh, Switzerland, the Amazon, you name it. And, uh, you know, I couldn't touch anything, even though I, I, I wanted to just touch everything. I was so just drawn by it. And, um, you know, that opened up the whole... It got me out of my shell a little bit of, of daydreaming of, oh, I wish I could be this. or I, uh, And that kind of, I think, awoken the actor in me, too, is because I always was imagining doing these things and playing these different people rather than actually physically doing it. It was all a dream for me. And so I, I got out of my shell by when I first started watching these uh, Bruce Lee movies, and I said, you know what? Um, this is something exciting I guess I could do here. I mean, I can't travel like my grandfather yet. Um, I was 10, uh, I think it was about 11 years old. And uh, so I picked up a karate class, started doing martial arts, and I received my black belt probably within three years. I was very dedicated to it because I just, everything I do, just I, I, I want to do 100% into my best ability. And so I did that, and um, that instilled a real sense of determination, um, respect, dedication and all the qualities I think that later helped me um, you know move into some of the more adventurous activities and the travel and uh, everything else I do I, I, I really attribute it to martial arts another word that pops into my head just listening to you right now is curiosity it sounds to me like you had an innate curiosity 
in you from a very young age. That is an excellent, that's a wonderful attribute to have as an artist, whether you choose to write, whether you choose to perform, which obviously you've done both and, and you excel at both. And it sounds like uh, your family and your grandfather, even though he may have said, Rich, don't touch the artifact, he an- it, it sounds like he was available to you and your family was available to you to answer all the myriad questions you had about the things that your grandfather brought from his travels. Yeah, he was. He, he actually was the... Uh, I was very close to him, uh, even though he was a mysterious figure in my life mm-hmm. because I would come over... And I was, mis- I, I was uh, close to my grandmother, too. And... Um, but he would always be traveling. So when he was home, and it was normally for holidays uh, that I'd be over at their house, he would show me uh, magic tricks, which was which was very interesting because, you know, he had this travel thing, but he learned magic. And he actually traveled, which is a very interesting story. He traveled because he was a surgeon in Boston. And in the 40s, they taught surgeons how to be better with their hands. Mm-hmm. So he learned sleight of hand to be a better surgeon for the finger dexterity. And mm-hmm. so that was a skill he had that he took with him when he traveled, and he would do magic for indigenous um, tribes, indigenous people, so that he could learn, well, first of all, bridging their culture by, you know, sharing a part of him. And he also was learning a lot of the, old, the holistic and, um, you know, spiritual practices and medical practices that they use in some of these communities to incorporate into his own practice. And so that's why he traveled, and then he would show me these magic tricks when he was home. And he said, okay, I want you to, uh, to practice this, Rich. I want you to practice this move over and over again. And I just wanted to impress him so much that I would go home and I would practice these sleight of hand moves with these really small hands that I had around 10 years old. And so I'd come back and see him for the holidays and try to impress him, but it, it turned into a comedy act where I think I learned a little bit of, about humility at that point. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have my whole family around me, you know, and it just, Everyone's staring at me, okay, is he going to let's see this? And, my, and especially my grandfather, who I really wanted to impress. And, you know, I'd constantly fumble. The cards would fall out of my hands, or if I was trying to hide it somewhere, you'd see it. They'd play ball, and we're like, oh, okay, all right, it's good. But, you know, I would, I would try to make light of it. And um, that was an experience for me learning that you're not going to always get everything the first time. You know, you're going to have setbacks. People are going to... You know, if people are watching you, you know, you, there's there's going to be a sense of pressure in, in whatever you do, but um, it's that drive to constantly say, okay, I can be better, and not be afraid of the pressure, but to use the pressure to uh, to push you and make you want to be better. Rich Manley is the host, producer, writer, and director of Culture Shock, Culture Shock Bridging Cultures Through Magic, new series that premieres this month on the Tubi channel that attempts to communicate the energy, humility, and compassion of people coming together all over the world through the shared experience of magic. Each edition of Culture Shock will feature dangerous stunts, exploration, tests of will, and illusions that Rich learned from his grandfather that he shares with the various people he meets all over the world, as well as illusions and feats of of sleight of hand that uh, Rich's uh, new friends around the world teach him as well. Cultureshockmagic.com, cultureshockmagic.com, cultureshock, bridging culture through magic, available on the Tubi channel. Going back to what you just said about your grandfather, your grandfather you mentioned uh, was a surgeon. You know, surgeon, that, that's a specialty that not only requires steady hands and dexterity, it also requires tremendous 
concentration and there be the ability to react and make decisions quickly, whether it's because something you tried didn't quite work or the, you didn't get the reaction you anticipate from the audience, or because something happens in the moment that you learn that you're learning on the spot and you're able to adjust in the moment. All of those things are great attributes for a professional magician. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would definitely agree with that 100%. And again, a lot of those skills I developed by uh, doing martial arts. And I consider, you know, martial arts a big, uh, sort of uh, the way that I, I equate it is a, is a big body form, big, big body movements. And they can be small body movements too, but I, I view it as a bigger picture thing. Whereas the magic is a smaller, mm-hmm. it's smaller with your hands, it's a smaller type of thing, uh, physical uh, skill. Um, but they, they very similar in the sense that uh, there's martial arts styles, and I've, I've learned a number of them, um, where it's all about knowing the person that you're, is your opponent, whether it's yourself or whether it's somebody else, but it's being able to anticipate this and be able to anticipate that. And magic is the same thing. You know, you have these, these moments where you're doing magic tricks or you're doing uh, illusions for people, specifically when you're doing it in a group of people that it's close, it's close up. It's, it's street magic. It's very, you know, you might have a number of 25 people, maybe 50 people circled around you, but they're all huddled trying to get in. And a lot of time in these communities, especially uh, in Africa, we saw this a lot, you know, a lot of the, the villager community would come around and just huddle and push their way through to, to see the magic trick. And, the, you know, the difference between that and a stage illusion is when you've got people eyeing you all around you 360, you're, you're doing this trick or this illusion, this effect, and you're watching everybody, making sure you manage their attention, uh, watching the people that are watching your hands or watching what you're, you're doing. And so it's, it's one of those things where you have to keep completely calm and focus. And also, if you mess up, you have to be able to be willing to adapt to that situation and say, okay, look, the audience doesn't know what you're doing. And so you cannot, you cannot think, oh, oh, I messed up, so they know that I messed up, because they don't know that. So it's all part of the act. And it's an ability to be entertaining people, but being able to adapt to everything. And I think that takes a level of concentration where you're concentrating, but also learning to let go and just let the situation happen and realize that this is entertainment. And, and, and as long as the people are having a good time, then you've succeeded at it. You'll have a good time if you watch Rich Manley and Culture Shock, Culture Shock, Bridging Cultures Through Magic, new series, premieres this month on the Tubi channel, cultureshockmagic.com, cultureshockmagic.com. You mentioned the two types of magic, street magic, which is the up-close and personal magic, sometimes called, I think, if I remember correctly, Milt Larson sometimes calls that table magic, but it's the same principle, up close and personal, sleight of hand, card tricks, you know, stuff you, 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 you can see, you know, one-on-one or one-on-five or whatever, and then the big box stage illusions that Copperfield does, that David Blaine does, and so forth. In your travels to different cities and different countries, do some cultures favor one over the other, or does it depend on where you are rich and what you're performing? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it, it is a very interesting thing. Different communities, different cultures, they, they perceive magic in very different ways. Um, the style of magic, um, I would say it, it is dependent on the region. For instance, if I'm going to an area um, very deep in, let's say I'm in Omo Valley, which we went to Omo Valley in Ethiopia, uh, we learned very quickly 
that, you know, you can do very visual magic, and I think it's more of a sense of not so much whether it's a stage or big magic effect or uh, a smaller thing where it's cards and coins, but I think it's more the visual element. And um, you want to be able to get to the point visually, mm -hmm. not have too much talking, because when you're dealing with another culture specifically where there's a language barrier, you want to be able to do something for them that they can visually follow. And sometimes, you know, I found out specifically when you're using cards, even though you might be doing interesting, cool things with them, I might be flipping them, flourishing them, you know, handsprings and all this, which, you know, that, that's interesting for them. Wow, that's great skill. But at the end of the day, you know, when you have someone pick a card and you're trying to talk to them, it, it can sometimes get a little confusing to them. So if you're doing something more visual where I, uh, I go into the community and let's say they have a, a spear there and I levitate the spear or I levitate off the point of the spear, I mean, that's something they can visually comprehend where you don't have to tell too much of a story, where you don't have to get too much into it, um, and you're basically just following more of a, uh, of a play with, with actions. And, and that's worked a, a much better than something where I'm trying to tell this long story and trying to communicate, and then you have a translator going back and yeah. forth, and, you know, it just doesn't work as well. Yeah. Sometimes simple is better. On average, about how long does it take for you to get an illusion down to where you feel comfortable or confident enough to perform it? Or does it, again, does it depend on what you're trying to do? Um, it really depends on what I'm trying to do. If it's something a little bit more dangerous, um, you know, in terms of an illusion escape where it requires rehearsal, it require, requires practice. Um, you know, you see David Blaine doing a lot of that, and, you know, Chris Angel's done a lot of that where there are more escapes. And you want to be, you know, make sure that you practice that escape and you go over and over again. When it comes to smaller skills like sleight of hand, I'm very confident in it. I normally can pick up something relatively quickly with, within a day or so if I just practice it because I think once you know the basics and the principles, it's just easy to catch on to the effect. So if I'm developing an effect or if I'm doing an effect that's being shown to me, I just like anything else, you know, you, you understand the basic principles of it so you know the moves. It's just a matter of the order of them, maybe slight changes um, that you just add into your repertoire. So I think it's the bigger things like those escape illusions for me that take a little bit more time. Rich Manley is on the line with us. Rich Manley, host of Culture Shock, bridging cultures together through magic. We'll take a quick time out, then we'll talk some more with Rich here on TV Confidential. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-917-2194 800-917-2194 That's 800-917-2194 Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk.com 
tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.